You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Your host, Paul, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and the brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, now available on Audible. Here's your host, Paul Jameson. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to today's program. This is the final episode from the Podcast Summit in Maryland. Thanks again to my buddy Naylor Taliaferro for putting this event together. Nick Carlson for opening up the doors of Dawson Manufacturing, where Mulchmate is their flagship product because they've been running around uh, working the entire time we've been podcasting and really cool that they've kind of given us their space. Literally, I've been uh, posted up in Nick's office all day, uh, which is a great honor. And I'm just thankful uh, to Mulchmate, Dawson Manufacturing for uh, hosting us here. And then again, to our friends at Kohler Engines. They are the sponsor of this event. Now, real quick about their event that we've been talking about. It's actually had a date changed from uh, originally it's going to be February 20 to 24. Uh, It's been moved to August 28th to, I believe, August 31st. And so that's down in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, My friend Sean Spencer is uh, teaming up with Kohler to put on the um, Lawn and Landscape Society event down there. So I'm really looking forward to that. If you've already registered, they can just, um, you know, credit your registration to August 28th. Or if you need a refund, um, they'll gladly give you that. But um, I would recommend getting registered before this thing sells out. Um, There's still open space, but um, this is a a phenomenal event. I'm really looking forward to being down there in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, It's going to be a great time. Again, that's August 28th through uh, August 31st and uh, the end of the summer here going into fall. Really looking forward to that event. Kohler does a great job with it. Also, hey, we want to say thanks to one of our uh, longtime show sponsors, our very first sponsor, Jobber. A very funny inside joke there. If you listen to our episode last week, I think it was on Monday. Um, it's titled An Instant Classic because if you listen to it, you'll probably laugh. It's, it was a lot of fun around the 16 minute mark of that episode. Things got a little crazy, but, um, we shared a story about jobber and it it got out of hand. It was a lot of funny, but, uh, in all sincerity, this is a great time of the year, uh, to onboard to a customer relationship manager, uh, a business management software. There, there are different terms, but basically jobber is a place where you can send invoices to your customers and then they can in return pay you (laughs) online with their card or even get their card on file so that, as you agree upon a um, service that you can just charge their card, you know, as agreed upon that way, you're not going to the mailbox looking for a check or, you know, chasing money under mats and in grills and all of that. And it's also a way to professionally communicate with your customers. You can set up in jobber to email your customers, text your customers um, before service, after the service. And it's just a really professional interface. We're always sending messages to our, our customers, And when we can communicate via email, text, uh, with professionalism, uh, Jobber really helps with that, with their, just the way everything looks with your invoices and everything. It's uh, extremely 
um, professional, and it's a great way to stay organized. So you can focus on growing your business. Jobber's offering 20% off uh, for your first six months when you subscribe. And you can get started with Jobber today at getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Again, that's getjobber.com forward slash Paul. One last piece of news before we interview Chris Horning uh, here today is that we are going to be doing another meetup in Florida. Hallelujah. I was listening to Caleb Allman the other day and he was like, why are we scheduling these um, wintertime events in cold climates like the LALs in Novi, Michigan in November, the podcast summits in Maryland in January. So thankfully, uh, our next event meetup is going to be in Tampa, Florida. So probably 60 degree weather, 60s, maybe who perhaps 70s, who knows? It'll be beautiful uh, down there. So that's Saturday, February 5th, 2022. Uh, we'll be hanging out at Armature Works Park. It's really beautiful. Uh, the skyline's right behind you with Tampa and um, free event. We're just going to be talking shop, hanging out in the afternoon on a Saturday. So Saturday, February 5th, I believe we're going to get down there about one o'clock in the afternoon and we'll be doing some giveaways and just hanging out. A lot of influencers in the space are going to be there and, 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 you know, folks will probably travel in from other states just to, just to hang out and get refreshed, revitalize and all of that. So you are invited to join us in sunny Florida, Saturday, February 5th, 2022, one o'clock PM armature works. It's a, it's a, it's a park there in Tampa. They got restaurants and all this stuff. It's outdoor space. Really cool. All right. I think that buttons up the news notes. Thanking uh jobber Kohler, our sponsors and, uh, Without further ado, here's my interview with Chris from Michigan. Our special guest today is from Ann Arbor, Michigan, Jim Harbaugh. Welcome to the show, oh, Coach. Oh, hey. Whoa, wait. Oh, no. Chris Horning Chris Horning. Wait yeah. a second. Horning oh. Yard Service. Actually, Ann Arbor, but actually, hometown is Saline, Michigan, where we're out of, just south of Ann Arbor, but okay. technicality. Well, yeah. Yeah. Close enough. Close enough. Nevertheless, as an Ohio State fan, congratulations <laughs> on the win. <laughs> is, uh, we finally beat the Buckeyes. Finally. Yeah, it was, it was, a. we're not going to talk about that. No. Happy thoughts today, but we're having a blast here at the podcast summit. It's an absolutely beautiful day. Uh, Thanks to Mulchmate for opening up their doors. They're, they're in a regular business day here, uh, creating product, um, selling product. They they got the whole operation going. It's really impressive to see behind the scenes of a company like this and them giving us their workspace to bring you the podcasting today is a really cool opportunity. And uh, Naylor Taliaferro, obviously the mastermind behind this event, LCR Media, and our friends at Kohler Engines sponsoring uh, this podcast summit event. So tell us a little bit about your lawn care business uh, because you guys are se- very seasonal in Michigan, but you get started, what, March, April? Yeah, we don't... Uh, the the season doesn't really pick up till, I mean, you might do the start of April, some, some spring cleanups, maybe mid April ish, end of April, some early mulch work, but typically things don't get into full, like full-time swing till May 1st, like the mowing, mm-hmm. mowing. Usually you're not like doing your full route until right the start of May, okay. just because winters are so cold. Yeah. Now tell me a little bit about how long you've been doing this and, and I, why you got started in the industry. Well, I've been, I got started in the industry because I was tired of, uh, getting laid off back, um, in Oh three, um, when the economy started taking the downturn, I was had a decent shipping and receiving job for a, 
a company that did real-time simulation and computing mm-hmm. for automotive and aerospace testing labs and, and whatnot. And um, it was kind of a niche company. And when the economy started downturning, they were small anyway, so they cut cut personnel as much as they could and keep mm-hmm. the doors open. So I, you know, I had a younger growing family, four kids at the time. And you're like, well, I got to get something going again. Mm-hmm. And so I was also had been during this time doing some pizza delivery on the side on weekends to help support the family along with the job that I lost. And, um, I just, you know, had to get something full time to start providing Absolutely. Bringing back that income. So when did the light bulb go off that you could cut that grass and make that cash as a way to provide for a family? Oh, six. Cause I okay. stumbled around in a couple of jobs getting a job here from a friend that I knew and just nothing that I really felt like I wanted to do like long-term. Uh-huh. And, um, I knew I was always, my dad was the, the handyman type guy and he was heating and service technician and do it yourself for guy. Mm-hmm. And I was around mowing some because he, he took the responsibility of mowing the church down the road, our church, the lawn, the ball fields and stuff. So I was kind of around mowers too, a little bit, the early days of skag okay. in the eighties. And, and I'm like, what can I do? What can I do that? The biggest thing is what can I do and not have to worry about being the man laying me off? Like somebody like, Oh, you're, we're downsizing now. You're, you're staying behind the not ahead of the curve and like, Oh, well we're downsizing now. And that's what I ran into the Oh three to Oh five. And I'm like, I got to get something consistent. So I'm going to, I like working with my hands. I like the outdoors. I'll so, start. So how'd you mowing. start uh, marketing and getting those first customers and, and starting to build the business? The first customers were just a combination of friends and word of mouth. Okay. And then like the two owners that co-owned the dominoes in Ann Arbor that I was working at, and so you do a few people and, it, and mo- most of mine early on was word of mouth. And we, I did start doing some flyering uh, when my older son got a little older, but you know, just passing out flyers. Just, like, yeah, or, did you put them on the door? Or where'd you some, some put them on the property? Put them, you know, typically try to put them like in a, in a newspaper box or in the, in a, not like on the mailbox, but you did find yourself so nice. Get in where you fit in. Not, in not, not, you didn't open the mailbox and no, put it in. No, but. but kind of put them on there so people try to, and where we were living, there wasn't like the, the tight pack neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So you had to drive around. So you tried to maximize your time as well as you could mm-hmm. without being too like putting them in bad places, which would annoy the customers or whatever. But just that and just, but I didn't do a lot of marketing. My business has really grown just getting a good core base of customers in the first few years and then word of mouth. And I'm also in the Ann Arbor area and um, well, and I should say shortly into it when I really went full time and got a commercial mower, I went for the 66 inch super Z because I wanted to do something, maximize my manpower, get Mm -hmm. something that could mow big yards, which would bring me more cash, get more full service out of them. And, um, so I went with bigger machine and I've, that's been my, that's been my focus with my business is I shoot for acre plus property, especially okay. once I had my oldest son started working full time. But then when we had three of us, we could knock out like acre properties with two sixty some inch machines and somebody trimming like a full acre property. And like, if there wasn't a, if it wasn't too difficult, like 12 minutes, oh, and wow. you make 60 bucks. So depending on how route dense you could get 
you could do, you know, three of those in an hour on average. So you're making 180, 200, depending on what the exact cost, an hour. And then, but, but then I also knew that, you know, that $60 mow and 20 some mows a season, there's $1,200, $13 there, but then you get, you know, and also look for the property with mature trees. Mm -hmm. So you knew you were getting a several hundred dollar fall cleanup. So at the end of the day, depending on how much mulch work, how much hedge trimming, how much other just. So you would, uh, you would upsell mulch, yes, hedge I, trimming yeah. and pruning. And, and so all those upsells were part of you looking at this property and saying, okay, this oh, will they, be a good one. Yeah. There's my, like, I know some people, their models all different, but I thought, you know, you can go for these newer neighborhoods that are quick and easy cuts, but you're going to get like, you know, in my area for a small yard, like $35 on average, maybe 40, but 35, you do it. You know, as opposed to a $60 mow, but then getting all that other, like maybe some yards need annually, they want to put 15, 20 yards mulch. They want hedge trimming done the into summer, the start of summer, and then one in the fall. You know, you're like talking so that acre property, two acre property could be several thousand dollars. Right. The upsells it's, and the cross sales. And I just, think that's what it, we talk about on the shows all, all um, so important is that we know what our back end sales are. So the mm -hmm. front end to get the customer in a lot of times is mowing is, is the strategy. Yeah. We'll, we'll do lawn mowing. Then they start to know, like, and trust you. And then, and it depends if you're in Ann Arbor, Michigan or Atlanta, Georgia, or, or just uh, doing a coaching call with the client. He's out in um, uh, Sacramento yeah. area. And so it's totally different uh, parts of the country are different upsells, mm -hmm. uh, whether you're, um, you're doing pine straw down in Atlanta or mulch up there. Pruning. Pine straw. That's like unheard of in the Midwest. Yeah. But anyways, I know. From, but, but the point yeah. is there's, there's things on properties that need done that complement the mowing that we can make quite a yeah. bit of money on. And so I think that you found that out early yep. and some guys, and hopefully you're listening to this program, realizing one of my mentors taught me, Chris, as I'm out on a property that I got to be looking what, what possibly do they need, and you want to be honest, don't, yeah. don't, don't sell them something they don't need. It's like you go to, you know what I mean? Cause they're going to figure out like, if you're just, no, but they honestly, if you live yeah. there and you honestly needed the yeah. garden bed refresh with mulch mm -hmm. or the, the trees for the health of the tree and the aesthetics needs prune. I mean, these are, these are reasonable things. And then you just present it to the customers upsell yeah. and, and you, 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 um, say, Hey, Mrs. Jones, you know, we're doing our mulch route in the next few weeks. Uh, you need 15 yards of mulch. We charge a hundred bucks a yard of mulch. Would you like us to do that or whatever yeah. you're charging? I right. don't know what your rate is up there. Yeah. Kind of. Well, I know even within like from Brian's area, just North, I, for like hardwood mulch, you're probably going to get 80 in my area, $80 a yard. But yeah, so very somewhat. I know. You Calfus, I watch Calfus on YouTube and he's he's making uh, over a hundred per yard. Yeah, that I've, I've kind of like talked around with other people, other uh -huh. companies that do it like in nursery. They're the, the high end, they're charging a hundred dollars a yard, 10 yards minimum. And then my supplier where I pick up my mulch from, they do 80 for hardwood. So okay. I kind of, I mean, maybe I could go 90, but I'm in that 80, you know, 80, $80 range. But I know at the end of the day, I look at with three of us, how fast we move it, how much cost right. of the mulch and time and, you know, m make really good money. So, yeah. But the point, the yeah. point is the upsells yeah. as you're out, whether it's mulch or whatever it is, it's, it's gotta be a part of the, 
uh, strategy as we build a successful business mm -hmm. is yes. to really consider that. Well, here we're going to do, Chris, I got to get a sip of this essential water. This is oh, for real. Yeah. I normally don't get to say that, but, uh, are you a sponsor? Is Essentia a sponsor? No, oh. they're not. <laughs> you know how much bottles of water I've sold for them? I know because I follow you on Instagram and uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway. I think every day there's at least a post or, or some well, story. Yeah, well, people tag me. It's not me. <laughs> oh, that's it's true. It's people, they're like, oh, it's Essentia. And then they tag <laughs> at Brian's Law Maintenance, at Green Industry Podcast. We got Mars Landscaping out there laughing because it's true, I think. It is. Um, but they're not, they're not a sponsor and, no. and, uh, Naylor got me this. I can't take it back on the airplane with me. Oh, um, so I'm going to, I'm going to drink them all while I'm here. But, uh, <laughs> if you go in my refrigerator, we have the deer park with the sports cap. Okay. They're really good. You can get them at Costco and, uh, I buy those in bulk. So, well, that, I know you have Celsius in your fridge too. Yeah. And I buy that at Costco too. <laughs> um, but I got down to one a day cause there's 200 yeah. milligrams. Now, now you're getting me on off the topic oh, here, but it's yeah. all right. Okay. There's 200 milligrams of caffeine in a Celsius. I didn't know that at first because it's not listed. It's you got to read the fine, fine print. print. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh, this is more like enhanced water slash. It's got vitamin. No. And then the when I bought my second case, mm -hmm. the the I said, oh, these are great. They don't have caffeine. It looks like she's like, oh, right here they do. I'm like, oh. Yeah, and uh, it's basically like a, a cup of coffee is 100 milligrams. So it's like depending two cups on of the pour. Yeah, it's two cups of coffee per Celsius, and so so don't drink one late at night. Like I mistakenly did at first. Yeah. That, that's don't that's drink good. them late at night and probably stick to one a day. Yeah. But I, I okay. do like Celsius. It's got some pretty good um, ingredients in there. Uh, better than like a monster or a, a Nas a or a rock star. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would not recommend those at all. Um, the Celsius is a little bit better ingredients, but yeah. nevertheless, digress. Here, here's what we got to do. Cause I've been podcasting all day. I need a yes. Ricola. Oh. Another not sponsor, but oh. we got to work on this, Mr. Producer, Essentia and Recall. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe sponsorship. But we have to take, we do have to take a moment and think today's show sponsors. I'm going to get a sip of Essentia. We'll have more lawn tips with Chris from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Go blue. Yeah. That was sarcasm. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I like Ohio State. Coming up next. <laughs> Have you heard the exciting news? Caleb and Brittany have started construction on what will be the Hardscape Academy's official headquarters for in-person training. This summer, you'll be able to go to their 8,400-square-foot facility in beautiful Fairfield County, Ohio, and get the hands-on training you and your crew need to improve your skill set and earn more money. If you can't attend in person, they will always have their online training resources for paper installation, retaining walls, fire pits, and step installation, along with one-on-one -on -one coaching calls. All of this can be found at thehardscapeacademy.com. If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, thehardscapeacademy.com is for you. And that link is in today's show notes. Hey, Landscaper, do you work hard all year for freedom but still feel as though your money controls you? Unfortunately, because you can't give bookkeeping your full energy or focus, it just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you? Because your business demands your time elsewhere, you need a personalized bookkeeping solution dedicated to your industry. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, now known as the Landscaping Bookkeeper, is dedicated to giving your time and peace of mind back through our monthly bookkeeping service. 
You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your grain so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. You can count on Jobber to keep your business organized. Manage your business and back and forth with customers from one place. Estimate, quote, schedule, invoice, get paid, no software experience required. Friends, you can save 20% off your first six months at getjobber.com forward slash Paul or click on the link in today's show notes to try out the business management software that I've been using for years, Jobber. Alrighty, guys, had a delicious sip of that Essentia water, mm. and we're back for more lawn care tips with Chris. You've been doing this since about 2006, 2007? Yeah, so around 15 years now. That's a long time. So what's been some of the things that you've really learned as you've been building your business that you like to share with guys that are maybe in their you know first few years? Hopefully they can avoid the mistakes you've made. Well, the biggest thing to know, hindsight, is know that you need to figure out what you need to make an hour to not only, I looked at it to, oh, wow, this is good money. Like I'm living off it. Like I'm being paid by somebody because that's all I'd ever known. Uh, and employee then, mindset. Employee mindset. Like, oh, wow. You know, this is coming out to like, you know, early on solo, like $35 an hour, whatever the exact number right. was. It's like, wow, I never made this much before. But then you realize that, you know, and I inherited some money f- for equipment and whatnot. So I didn't have that spend out of like a loan. So I learned uh, soon in a few years in like, oh, when things need to be repaired and replaced, there needs to be cash for that. So I should have been knowing, do I need to set aside 10%, whatever percent that was, 12% to keep socking it away every month. So even within that season, but within three or four years, when your mower needs an engine replaced or needs to be replaced, you're not like taking out 30, 25% interest on a credit card. Right. And that you're going to need to purchase equipment in the future that needs to be built into our pricing now. Like what your neighbor Bedell says, who's paying for that? Yeah. So we got to plan that our customers are paying for that by charging the accurate price. That's, that's really good. And then with inflation and everything else that we talk about, you're like not thinking like, Oh, if even if inflation's not going bad, like 3%, 4%, Oh, I'm supposed to be adding that or the cost of gas jumps 50 cents. It's like, oh, I got to put all that money in somewhere because it's coming out of my bottom line. And you're like, oh, not making that much. Yeah, that's that's a really good lesson. How has the community, because I know I, I travel to all these events as a podcaster. I try to travel to as many of them as I can because you can really get good um, in-person interviews and, and, and uh, the quality of content because of the nonverbal communication. I just love yeah. being at these events. And I keep seeing you when I go to a different event. I was like, oh, there you are, you know. And whether it was the Kohler event in Mississippi in uh, 2020. Yeah, GIE. Um, yeah, GIE. And uh, here we are in Baltimore. And so you're, you're traveling around the country to the, the events in the industry. What have you found about networking with other lawn and landscape professionals that's really helped keep you an edge on your business and, and, and help you make more money? Well, it's helped, it's helped me. I don't know. It helps me just in general, the motivation, the camaraderie. Because I, I, after getting involved in this social media end and events a couple of years ago, you get so locked into 
you're not a part of a business. You don't have coworkers. You don't have inspiration that way. People congratulating you. Mm -hmm. You're just kind of like you solo or your sons or a couple people. And you're just in your own little world. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can get down, depressed. You're not bringing in new insight. Mm -hmm. And when you come to these events, you see, see the positivity. There's, there's like information being distributed. Like you've been doing something a certain way, maybe that not bad, but somebody tells you, oh yeah, we do this, but we found that if you use this equipment in this way, tweak this, do things a little different, you can maximize your time more, you know, cut a little cost, get a little more work in a week and just, just things along that line. But bottom line is just, and so it just may, and you look forward to it. It's like a reunion, so to speak, like with GIEs and stuff. And then you also get to meet, you know, see new product, what's coming new down the pipeline, where can my business grow off of that? So yeah, it's just so it's yeah. worth the worth the commutes to these vi the various is. events. It is especially you know like now I came here because you know there's still some snow. I couldn't continue with my work. There wasn't snow, so I'm like, I'm going to be productive. It's a drive, but you know, gain some insight, hang out with people, you know, learn. You know, you always pick up even when you think you know a lot. There's always something that you pick up somewhere, or you come and you talk to somebody new in the business and you inspire them. You know, you give them a little extra push like, oh, or I didn't think about doing it. Like I, like I've taken from people, oh, that's going to help me next season, whatever it might be. Yeah. What would you say to a guy? Cause you got 15 years of doing this uh, and a lot of experience. What would you say to a guy that's maybe in his first, second or third year, if you were, you, you, or if you were yourself starting, you know, you were talking to yourself 15 years ago, they're just getting started and you could write yourself a letter and be like, Hey, here's what you need to avoid, or here's what you need to really take serious. What, what are those things that you like to share? Well, the biggest thing, I mean, I touched on it with, you know, just knowing, I guess what I would say is the biggest thing what I take, if I would have taken some business, like business lessons, whatever, to learn how to run a business that, I mean, not that you have to get a four year degree, but take some courses, do whatever, learn, like partner up, mentor with somebody, that and then show you the 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 back end of the business because most of us can do the work technician the work is, part the work yeah the work isn't difficult per se you can gain experience become more efficient but knowing how knowing your numbers knowing what to do and knowing like what you should shoot for like you know is solo the being a solo operator the best thing for you or adding a person or just learning from other people in your area not that somebody directly in your town wants to give you all the advice, but find out where you, you know, should be. And, you know, and, and that kind of what, what your, what your niche should be maybe and reason and, and do a little more research, maybe not just jump in like, Oh, I know I can mow. And I think there's some money in it. Boom. I'll just buy a mower and start mowing, which, you know, a lot of people do, but if you can develop some insight in that back end, mm -hmm. you know, you can, I mean, it'll, it'll just make the, take out some of the roughness or whatever, polish it up a little bit. Absolutely. Michael Gerber's book, E-Myth, you know, talks about how a lot of times we're technicians and not business owners. And we really need to be, for those who are doing the technician, you need to do that with excellence. Like you said, efficiency right. and, and know how to make sure you're uh, doing an excellent job, quality work. But we also need to be 
business owners and, and yeah. run a um, profitable business. And so I think that is um, fantastic advice to come out of the gate and realize there's so much more to business that you might not understand when you're just getting started. Uh, and as you get years under your belt and you're looking at all the expenses in your checking account and, and understanding this, just to make sure that our prices are high enough to cover all of the expenses it takes to run a business and that our salaries and um, employee salaries are um, yeah, cause I know good. People don't want to do it, but you need to. You know, you always feel kind of bad going to your customer saying, oh, I got to raise a little more. I got to raise a little more. But, you know, everything else raises. So if you don't, I mean. Yeah. And I I mean, for those of you who've been listening to me on the podcast pre-pandemic, I was already preaching the Mm -hmm. message of raising your rates. We actually have a document. It's called the Rate Increase Letter that I personally made years ago to communicate to my customers why we're raising the rates. And the first year was the most difficult because my emotions were tied to it. Mm -hmm. But after that, it was just math and it was just a protocol. It was a system that every single year before the season starts, I raise my rates and then the customers, they already know it's coming. They, yeah. they already expect it, expect it. And because I know my numbers, it's not a huge increase. Yeah. It's usually never more than 10%. And, and it's, it's easy to digest. And then you can, communicate that with uh, uh, professionalism and then just raise your rates every year and stay ahead of inflation and be building uh, so you're profitable. So if you guys want to pick up that rate increase template, it's at greenindustrypodcast.com. Uh, you can download it. It's a plug and play. And then you can actually email it out or mail it out to your customers and let them know in a professional, well-worded way why their rates being increased and what the new rate is. And then do that with consistency every single year. Uh, raise it and, you know, get with a good accountant, bookkeeper. They'll help you understand your numbers, what you should raise it by. Uh, but that's very important. Yeah, so. that's another thing is once you get very big, I mean, if you're small solo, is once you get big at all, you should definitely, I I took me a while. I just recently got a CPA. Mm-hmm. So that, because I was trying to do it online myself and everything. And oh, no. You no, know no. that, you know, as good as you can be, you're not going to be as good as the expert. Right. It's, so, it's yeah. totally worth. Yeah. And again, who's paying for it? Your customer's paying right. for it. And, you know, I have QuickBooks online. I have Jobber, my CRM. I have, uh, well, they changed their name. They used to be Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. Now they're Landscaper Bookkeeper. And I have a CPA and I have a tax planner. I have there all of them. Yeah. And so, it, but what it does is I understand what's going on with my business, what I need to make. And everything is, there's clarity and there's accountability. And so, yeah, getting those right people on the bus, um, all of the above uh, to to really know your numbers and make sure your business is profitable. So thank you for your time, Chris. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. Well, that concludes the Podcast Summit content. Thanks again to Naylor for putting that together. Nick Carlson for opening up his business. Literally, they they didn't miss a stride. They just continued to uh, create their their products and run their business and, and, and do the operation as we just kind of took over their space for the day. It was very generous of Nick and the crew there at Mulchmate. And again, thanks to Kohler Engines for sponsoring the Podcast Summit event. I just am thankful to get to go to these events and bring you guys in-person content. In, in my opinion, the nonverbal communications and just the episodes that you're able to create. I mean, that, that moment we had at the beginning of the podcast summit, I forget maybe episode six, 14 or 15, where um, it's called an instant classic. We had Kayla and Brittany on and Naylor. And I, I literally was in tears laughing so hard 
um, when we were talking about the story with Jobber and the <laughs> sponsorship situation, you have to go back and listen to that one. It's at like the uh, 16, 17 minute mark. I just lose it. And I'm in tears laughing. Caleb's face starts hurting. He's laughing so hard. And the four of us are just, we couldn't stop laughing because it was so funny. The the scenario that was playing out with the jokes that were being fired back and forth. And, um, you know, it's hard to do that when you're, when you're doing a phone call or a zoom call or whatever for, for, for in, in the podcasting world. And so to have the opportunity to go to events like the podcast summit and, and what's going to be happening next week, um, down in Florida at the hype house and, and the, uh, various events throughout the year, I'm, I'm just thankful to get to go to these, but again, it's all made possible by the sponsors. So give credit to where credit is due. And that is to our friends at Kohler engines. So we appreciate them. Well, as I was concluding the conversation there with Chris, I mentioned the rate increase letter. And I think this is so important guys. I, I realize that a lot of folks in this industry are not in a consistent routine every single year before the season starts of raising your price. And I was just uh, talking with a gentleman the other day and uh, I asked him, Hey, have you been raising your prices? He's like, Oh yeah. Seven to 8% every year. And I had a bail smile on my face. I was like, that's awesome, man. That that's, that should be norm across the board, but it really isn't. So to help you guys, maybe that are, are new to raising your rates and, and there's a little bit of intimidation there. Um, the fear of pushback, the fear of customers, um, you know, moving along, <laughs> heading in another direction, all that stuff, because you raise your rates. Uh, we actually created a template. It's a plug and play template that I made out of desperation, honestly, years ago when my friend Rich pointed out to me that I wasn't charging enough. <laughs> and so went to the drawing board and um, actually had some professional help crafting a letter, which was actually at the time I was mailing it out. But since then, the technology and attention of you know, customers has changed, I think is appropriate. Now you can email it out, but nevertheless, professionally crafted to communicate in a very concise, simple way that you are raising your rates and what those new rates are. And so the template, you just plug in your business name and, you know, the address at the bottom and the template like that, and then your pricing, but all of the, the crafting of the words, you don't have to you know, worry about writing that because most folks overdo it and and, and, and really backfires. Trust me, you, it, you want it to be short, sweet, to the point, and, and commun- every word needs to be intentional so you can communicate as clearly as possible to your customer that the rate's changing this season and what that new rate is. So anyway, that template's available at greenindustrypodcast.com. It's called the Rate Increase Letter. It's uh, for years now been our most popular product. It's helped a lot of people. Personally has helped me and so um, we can do a whole another episode. Maybe we will as we get closer to spring about how to kind of calculate what you should raise your price by. Um, the fellow that's raising it by 7 or 8%, he's already, you know, charging good pricing and, and he's already on top of his game. And so um, anyway, you want to raise your prices this season and uh, the rate increase letter will help you to do that. So just head on over to greenindustrypodcast.com and you can pick up that plug and play template, download it to your computer put in your information and get that sent out to your customers uh, so that you can be earning more for the service you're already doing uh, and have an explosive season. Thanks for listening, friends. Hope to catch you on the next episode. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production. Ever tried reading while jogging, cooking, or even juggling flaming torches? Yeah, doesn't end well. But with Audiobooks.com, 
you can conquer books without the Circus Act. Dive into over 450,000 titles, including more than 10,000 free ones. Get hooked on a bestseller, find your next obsession, or finally read that classic you've been avoiding since high school. And here's the inside scoop. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial and snag your first three audiobooks on the house. Sign up for your free trial at audiobooks.com slash podcast free today. That's audiobooks.com slash podcast F-R-E-E.